I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I grew up in what I used to call the Holy City of Brooklyn. I called it the Holy City because that's where I was born. It was in the days of Louis Louis, when men were men and women knew their place. <laughs> when the guys in my neighborhood weren't hanging out on the stoop singing doo-wop versions of Louis Louis on nice summer evenings, we spent those evenings telling each other great lies about our magnificent deeds of daring do, our invincibility and courage. When a guy had guts, we said, he's got balls. Way back then, most of the girls just sighed, kind of smiled knowingly at each other and giggled a little. At least that's, I think, what they did. I'm really not sure because most of the Brooklyn girls in those days had something much more powerful than balls going. They had beauty in their soft summer sweaters and skirts. Yeah, soft summer sweaters and skirts. That's how Brooklyn girls dressed in those days and nights. And now I can tell you, all of these years later, that their beauty scared the hell out of us. <laughs> all of us. Including me. I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, so it took me a very long time to figure out how to find the courage to deal with all that beauty in those soft summer sweaters and skirts. Certainly wasn't going to learn about it in school, that's for sure. Finally dawned on me that real courage isn't about having balls, because a really good example of real courage is having a baby. And a lot of those girls in their soft summer sweaters and skirts actually look forward to that frightening experience. And even the ballsiest guys wouldn't do it even if he could. I like words, and I think the key to understanding courage is right there in the word. C-O-U-R, cur, is the Latin word for heart. And rage is passion. So courage, courage, is a passion of the heart. You know, there are lots of ways of connecting with that passion in your heart. Putting on your country's uniform and going into battle like my brother Jeff did is one way. Just getting up and going to work every day, every day, and working as hard as you can at your job to provide for your family. That's another kind of courage. And what a courage connection you can feel at the beginning of a baseball game, when they play the Star Spangled Banner, and you stand there with your head up high and your hand over your heart, and you sing it right out loud with thousands of other Americans doing the best you can with the high notes. I think courage is the rage of the heart that goes into action whenever you find yourself facing something tough. Courage is the difference between saying, I can't do that, it's too tough, and saying, I'm going to do that because it's tough, but I'm tougher. Think about it. For just a few seconds, become Francis Scott Key. It's September 13th, 1814, and you're a captive on a British ship in Baltimore Harbor. 
The British have just burned down Washington, D.C., and Baltimore, where you live, is next. All night, the huge naval guns are hammering at Fort McHenry. And you know that if that fort goes down, your home, your family, and your country will go down with it. But there it is. In the first rays of sunlight on the next morning, September 14th, as the purple and black gun smoke slowly clears, there it is. At first you can't believe it. It's torn by a cannon shot, and it's bloody from the wounded hands of a soldier who put it back where it belonged, all the way up there on the flagpole for everybody to see. The stars and stripes still waving over the land of the free and the home of the brave. So what do you do if you're Francis Scott Key? Do you say, well, you know, it's kind of too bad. I don't know anything about music. After all, I'm a lawyer. Or do you grab the back of an envelope and start writing a description of what's raging in your heart? Francis Scott Key trusted that rage in his heart, and he composed the only song he ever wrote, The Star-Spangled Matter. Courage. Fix details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's scaring you out the other ear and you can stop shaking for a minute. Historians tell us that wrestling was Abe Lincoln's favorite sport. And they say Martha let him win once in a while, too, in that wrestling. If the answer is you get a lollipop, what is the question? If the answer is you get a lollipop, what's the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not. Haven't told you yet, but I'll tell you in a minute. If the answer is you get a lollipop, what is the question? Statisticians tell us that 57% of American women would rather go on a shopping spree than have sex. You know what? George Clooney and Brad Pitt are going to be so disappointed to hear that. According to some research, Crisco makes good makeup remover. According to some other research, kissing makes an even better makeup remover. <laughs> oh yeah, if the answer is you get a lollipop, the question is, what do you get if you squeeze your lolly too hard? <laughs> you get a lollipop. <laughs> All right, you can go back to shaking now. Takes the tails, they take your mind off your mind. Little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot at Amazon.com, please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too, and you'll be doing me a favor. Thank you very much. Courage, cur, heart, rage, passion, courage. Courage, it, it's a passion in your heart. Sometimes you see it in the way a person smiles or the way a person walks. I've heard it in a woman's passionate trust when she looked up at a guy and she very softly said, whatever you want. Tonight is one of those once upon a time times when the line between the story and the novel that you're reading and the life that you're living gets very thin. You love romantic stories about unicorns and dragons and shining knights and wonderful, wise women. When you first met the man sitting in his favorite chair across from you, he swooped down on you. He swept you off your feet. 
He swung you up in the saddle in front of him and carried you off into the moonlight. Well, not really, of course, but it felt like that. It was exciting. He was married. He had kids. He had a fascinating job and a promising career. And he had a way of looking at you and talking with you that made you feel like a queen with a genuine diamond crown and a long, regal, velvet gown that was slid up one side to your waist. And your royal highness never wore underwear while he was around. He paid attention to you fiercely. You were a good, moral young woman, but one night, sitting next to him in his car, you couldn't help yourself. You gave in to temptation. Very quietly, you said those three magic words that you know about. Anything you want. You had no idea he wanted you so much. It took a long time, but eventually the magic worked. You became his wife. Most stories like yours have unhappy endings, especially for the heroine. But over the years, You've learned to read more than words. You've learned to read the way people smile and the things they do and the feelings they keep hidden in their hearts. And looking at the man in his favorite chair, you know that his I love you means exactly that. But there have been a lot of ordinary, everyday, comfortable years since he came swooping down. And just thinking about how he used to sweep you off your feet is making your toes tingle. There's a fire-breathing dragon in the book in your lap. Its breath is making you very warm. And you're remembering how the red velvet dress slid up the side felt on your soft, naked skin when you were his imaginary queen. Do you dare to try the magic words again? Could you bear it if they didn't work after all of these years? If the beginning of your story was truly lost in Once Upon a Time, could you bear to live such a different kind of ending for the rest of your life? Can you dare to cross that fantasy line one more time and say anything you want to this man again tonight? she did it. I think she took the courage to say it again, whatever you want. I think so because I've seen a change, the passion, burning new and bright and hot in their smiles. The story is called The Risk-Taking Wife. It's from my Night Connection Story CD. If you like it, you can keep this podcast. If you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com, download it from the Night Connections icon on the homepage. So, real courage isn't about having balls. Because a really good example of real courage, I think, is having a baby. And remember, lots of those Brooklyn girls in their soft summer sweaters and skirts we're actually looking forward to that frightening experience. Even the ballsiest guy wouldn't do that, even if he could. So, courage isn't really about having balls. 
but it is about what happens in your gut, in your heart. It's not comfortable, but it's hot and bright and very real. That's courage. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.